Ownership is all about building on your own success with your own self-discovery. Your life is your business. Take ownership of it. Together, let's unlock the next level of your life. Ownership is here to help lead you without all the noise and distractions. There are hot topics and lessons in life to keep you entertained, gain value, and even some enlightenment all along the way. Ownership is brought to you by Allison Andrews Cantor, a certified coach and business leader with over 20 years of experience under her belt. A battle-born and proven successful entrepreneur, she is on a mission to help individuals take back ownership of their personal life. So are you ready? Let's go. Here she is, your host, Allison Andrews Cantor. Okay, here we go. We're here at the Ownership Podcast, episode four, and today's topic is ownership of partnerships. Oh my, this is a big one, partnerships. We could go for hours on that. That is for sure. Okay, in studio today, I have with me, of course, Mr. Jay Brown. Hi, everybody. Our show's producer. And I have Anique, our production manager. And we'll get her on the mic maybe in episode five. You can hear her voice. I think we need to meet her. You'll dig her. She's got good energy. All of them do. Come on. We like the good. Anyway, so let's talk about partnerships, okay? They're all around us. In business, partnerships are critical, and it's no different in personal life. Humans are meant to be interdependent. I use this as my eye in ownership. It's really, really critical. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to podcast number one. We need each other, and that's a good thing, okay? Stop being so hyper-independent. We need to be interdependent. So let's start there. Let's unpack that, okay? Um, for me, that's a hard one, right even there, because I'm fiercely independent. Oh, my goodness. I am strong, and I will figure it out on my own. I do not need your help. I got it. That has been my poster, soundboard, soapbox, billboard my whole life. And honestly, it's not, it's not the best. Mentally, that's horrific. And when it comes to asking for help, oh my God, of course I never did that. So need to practice that more. And again, that comes down to partnerships. And the funny thing was what this whole thing is about and the whole antithesis of all of this is, you know, I was a successful entrepreneur for over 20 years and in my business partnerships, oh my God, they're solid. I have lifelong partnerships, like our team here has been with me for over 10 years in multiple businesses. My partnerships in business are insane. They're, they're incredible. They're the dream. I, the dream team, seriously, um, couldn't ask for anything better. They're so fulfilling, and I am just so honored to have those people and those relationships in my life. But in my personal life, it's a little, little different. And there's one common thread. And it wasn't that I was not applying my business relationship skills and partnership skills in my personal life. And a lot of that has to do with taking ownership, not trusting my gut, not growing there, not challenging myself, being fearful, uh, heartache, you know, all that personal monkey business that gets in the way. But at some point, we all have in our life this deep, deep desire to find our person right? Jay, you know this. Of course. I've been happily divorced for... Oh, God. Oh, my God. I don't know. 15 years now? Yeah, 15 years. Wow. Happily divorced. But 
you know, it, it, we're, we're it all, it, ha- it, does, it does happen, but I, I, I agree with you. Everybody's on the search to find their one person. I think I've talked about it before. My mom and dad are each other's people. They've been married for 50 years. God bless them. And that's, and that's huge. It. They found their person. Of course, my mom found it when my dad was 22 and my mom was 18. That's so okay. It's, it's a lot different, but even nowadays, we're still trying to find the person that is going to be there through us through thick and thin. Yes. And of course, gives us the one thing that we all want, which is unconditional love. Yes. So yeah, it, it's we all want to find our person. But you know what? Sometimes, like me, you got to wade through waist deep waters to try to find that person, which you know is not always easy. Or it comes and then you you meet somebody at the the grocery store, the dry cleaner, something like that, and you fall head over heels in love. It, it's just it's it can be a challenge, as we talked about in our last one when it comes to growth. Yeah, we're, we're you're always and you're trying to evolve and trying to grow, but sometimes with with regards to finding your person and your partner, it can be incredibly difficult. Absolutely, especially if you fall in love daily. I fall in love all the time. That's another podcast topic for we need to dive. It will. That is, we have a dating one coming up shortly. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. But no, um, I love love. I absolutely do. I actually have in my master bedroom, which I can see from where, where our studio is in my house, a <laughs> frame sign that says a true love story never ends. And I'm 100% a romantic. I am a lover of love. But at the end of the day, I think that's part of the problem somewhat is when it comes to partnerships, and dating, marriage, outside of the business. Again, we're talking about the personal space here, okay? Our intimate relationships with people that we want in our space, our person. We still somewhat default to they're going to fix me. They're going to fill a gap. They're going to come in and fill this void. And I think that's the issue. Um, Because again, that's again, not taking that ownership mentality. That's a passive mentality that, okay, I'm so great. I'm so perfect. This person's going to come in and they're going to fill all the things in my Swiss cheese that are whole so that we have a complete piece of cheese. Uh, it doesn't work like that. And the other thing too about partnerships that I want to mention on that bandwidth, because I want you to weigh in on this, JT, because I like your perspective, is you know people always say partnerships are 50-50. That is absolute BS. And even in business, that is BS. Let me tell you, in business, there's usually one person that is the idea maker, the rainmaker, the connector, the extrovert, the schmoozer, the marketing brain. And guess what? The other partner is the money. And it's always been that way in business. You never see two extroverts. Uh-uh. Good partnerships are that balancing act of scales. One person brings one asset, the other brings the other asset, and together they are whole, okay? But at some times, just like in business, one partner might be pulling 80% of the load, just what it is. And that other partner's doing 20% that day. And then guess what? Next week it could flip-flop. The other partner, they're at 50%, and maybe the other person's at 50, and yeah, you got a good 50-50. But the reality is it doesn't work like that. And that also translates into our personal lives, okay, guys? There are times where you had a crappy day at work. The kids are relentless, The house is filthy, whatever, 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 whatever. And you are maybe operating on a 5% margin. (laughs) It is what it is. You are just dragging ass. I don't have a better word to name it. And we've all been there and I'm guilty of it too. And you need your partner to be willing to do that 95%. 
And I think that's the issue is finding that person that in those times is willing to do that ebb and flow because that is the true partnership. It's knowing what your partner needs, what the unit needs as a whole, as a whole organization, your household, right? Your whole household, what needs to be done, what your partner needs, and what you're actually capable of doing at that moment. And being able to communicate that efficiently, effectively, so that you can get to that 100%, however it may balance. And at the end of the day, being okay with whatever that balance is. Now, with that being said, we've all been in relationships where our balance is always that 90-10. That doesn't work because you ultimately feel used. You're the one making the plans. You're the ones doing everything, blah, 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 blah. And you just, that's not a fulfilling relationship. You're empty. Your cup is empty. Theirs is full. Yours is empty. So again, it's this ebb and flow, ebb and flow. Jay, what thoughts do you have on all this? Well, you touched on some really good things. And and the, the first thing I want to say is you have to be happy with yourself before you enter into a partnership. 100%. You cannot find a partnership to make yourself feel good or feel happy. Absolutely. Okay. Now, with the second part of that is you you brought up a very good point, And I think the dynamic has changed. I think or I think it should change. I think Brene Brown says something to this effect. It should not be 50-50. It should be 100-100. How much of myself can I give in this partnership at this time? Mm, if you can, like o- if you can only give, as you put, five percent, your partner should be like, I got the other ninety-five, and it, it should be, it should be a conversation, sweetie, honey, baby, whatever you want to use. I'm not feeling this right now. I'm not feeling this. Can you help me out? And I think that's what, one of the things we could probably do a whole episode on communication. Oh, for sure. But but the thing is, is in a, in a partnership, you have to effectively communicate. This is how you're feeling. And you have to have somebody that's going to accept your feelings, listen to your feelings and go, hey, I'm good. But it's one of those things that we're, we're so used to hearing that thing of 50-50 should never be 50-50. It should be 100-100. I'm going to give 100% of who I am as a person yeah. every single time in my relationship. My partner should be whoever be able to be give 100% of their time and their energy in my relationship. But when they're at 5%, I'm going to give my 100 or my 95 or whatever to pick up their 5%. If I'm feeling... 75 and they're giving their 25 that's good it, it, it all balances out in the end yes. but again as a as a in, we're all individuals you can't just go hey i'm i'm a partner i'm gonna get 50 percent of myself because you're only i'm sorry excuse me i'm you're half-assing it oh it, nobody likes a half-assed it let me tell you right now i gotta interject jay because i am a real stickler on this one this one gets my goose okay if you want to get me on a soapbox real quick do something half-fast i will lose my mind we don't have fast jingle in my house. If we're going to jingle, you jingle all the way to Santa Claus, okay? We do not have fast anything. If you're going to do it, you do it right. We do it one time, we do it right. I am a hardcore slickler on that one. Woo-wee, that just got my hair on the on my neck standing up, Jay. We do not have fast. No, that is not ownership, my friends. That is not living in ownership. It's not. And so if you are half-assing to me, you're not taking ownership for what is your own life and it is your own business and is your own own, own person and I, so that's why i say and again i think i got it from Brene brown because she's a genius she's great we but, love her but 100 percent. so i'm going to give 100 percent of myself and so i'm looking for somebody that can give 100 percent of their self and i'm not expecting 100 percent all the time nobody can expect 100 percent of another person all the time but you have to find somebody where you can match their energy you can match their stuff and as you said an introvert is with an extrovert you never see two introverts together you see never see two extroverts together they're going to balance each other out yeah yin Every, and yang. exactly yin and yang. everybody is supposed to balance the other person out and that yeah. that's the whole point that's the whole point where we're in partnerships as you said that ebb and flow 
but again, I, I can't stress enough to that that hundred percent because you should never be if you if you really love somebody, if you really care about somebody, if you really feel the way that you do, you should never half ass it or just be like, I'm only gonna give fifty percent. You should always be giving a hundred percent of yourself no matter what you do. If you give a hundred percent in your professional life, you should be giving a hundred percent in your partnership and your in your love life. That's 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 all I think. But then, but again, we we could go on a whole nother rant about what marriage and what dating is at this point in time. And I think the lines have gotten incredibly blurred. Yes. But you know, because partner, we've come in. We I should say we've come into a day and age where partnerships are now not only just marriage. You see some people that are just living together and they're happy with just living together and being in a cohabitation relationship and stuff like that or partnership, and that's how they live it. You so, see some people that are you know single and just dating a whole lot, but I, I don't want to get it. There's also those relationships of co-parenting where they co-parent in a parenting a child, but they're not in the same household. Exactly. There's, it's still a partnership. You're, Correct. you're still, this person was once part of your life and his partner, but you now have something that's connecting you even more and connecting you for a much longer period of time than you had ever <laughs> hoped to be together. Yes. <laughs> but so th- that's the thing is partnerships come in all different things. Friendship is a partnership yeah. because it, it comes in all different shapes and sizes. But the thing is, is that you have to, you know, when you get into a fight with a friend, are you going to take ownership of them going, hey, you upset me or you pissed me off and, and, and not confronting them about it? It's the, the biggest thing is that no matter how you look at it, whether it be big, whether it be small, whether it be good, whether it be bad, you have to, one, take ownership of it. And you have to understand that a partnership is work. Everything is work. Everything is work. Absolutely. Everything's work. I mean, I have my own coach in the relationship space because I feel like that's my challenge in the space that I need more support in. And I think it's great to have that. So I have my own relationship coach and we'll call him captain. And I go to a male because I love a male's perspective because I'm a female and I'm obviously dating male and that's how I identify. And that's my jam. And I'm a really big believer in women being in their feminine energy and men being in their masculine energy. Um, I've seen from my own experience, my own case study with myself where I've been too much in my masculine energy and it definitely has a detriment on my relationships with men. And when I can relinquish that and let that energy go and be more in my femininity, everything ebb and flows a lot easier. And I actually have more satisfaction in those relationships. So I'm really big on that. So when I went to get a coach for my relationships, I picked a male's perspective because obviously any of my beef or challenges or frustrations are going to be coming from the opposite sex. So I wanted the opposite sex point of view. Um, and I'm going to put this here because I think this is really important. So one thing that came out recently and has been really proficient and prolific and effective in my relationship with, um, a significant other recently is that my coach made a very simple statement to me. And he said, you know, Allison, at the end of the day, here's what it comes down to. There's one rule that stood the test of time. Women need to feel loved and men need to be respected. And in that one sentence, I'm going to tell you what, it knocked me off my feet because all of the adversity, the challenges, the frustrations, the obstacles and the hurdles I had in this relationship became so clear in one sentence. Jay, you look like a horse that's running ready to get out of that gate. The bell is going to go. Tell me. No, you know what? You bring up a good point, but I, I also agree to disagree. I, I, I think that as a man. Ooh, 
you going to challenge me on my own podcast? I, I like this. I'm, Ooh, this is a first episode four. It's getting real. Here we go. Okay. I most certainly am, boss. So don't, okay. don't take... I'm getting evil looks from our production manager right now. She's like, <laughs> what are you doing, Jay? No, but what, what I'm thinking is, is, that, is that I want to be loved too. Women uh, need yes. to be loved, but you know what? I'm a softie. I am the biggest soft man that you... I mean, I mean, I will cry. I've cried at movies. I am a big softie. That's why I love you. No, You're a big old squishy teddy bear. I am. I'm a big softie. But the thing is, is that I, I want to be respected as, as, as well as, as, as a man and as an individual. But I also want to be loved. And as a man, I should also be able to love and respect that other person. It, it, I, for me, I agree. They go, and I understand what, what, what Captain was saying. But I think they go hand in hand. In order to be in a partnership, you need to not only love, but you need to respect. And you need to not only be loved, but you also need to be respected. Oh, 100%. There's no question. This is really fun because now we're going to have some real cool uh, little banter here we're gonna play touche for a minute i'm gonna i'm gonna soft serve you you're gonna soft serve me we're just gonna go back and forth here on this little ball we're gonna volley for a minute so listen to this so here's the concept behind this that women need to feel loved and men need to be respected so for in my situation here's what's happened this is the light bulb moment i because of my position my career my history who i've been what i do I operate a lot in a masculine energy. I am alpha. I take charge. I'm decisive. I'm strong. I'm very independent. I will get it done. I am the one that people look to as the designated authority, and I am happy to wear that crown. Heavy as it is, it fits perfect on my head. So what ends up happening is when I transfer that into my relationship with a male, I'm feeling space that I don't leave open for him that should be left open for him to feel good and secure and safe and loved by respect in our relationship. And for an example of that, it's as simple as something as stupid as this. Listen to this. This is a great example. Going to a restaurant and being seated and the waiter saying, do you guys want water, you know, still sparkling tap? And me being the first person to interject and make the decision for the table. Now, I don't have to do that. I can do that. Sure, I've always done that. But let me tell you something. This is one of those, remember we were talking about growth in last episode? This is one of those small growth pivotal moments, little tiny changes that make a huge difference in your wellness and your life and satisfaction. Here's one of them in my personal relationship. I just stayed quiet. Just, I didn't have to fill the space. I didn't have to fill the space. And I elected to let my male counterpart take the authority and be the designated authority for our table to make that decision. Now, is that a big deal? Are we playing to gender roles? Okay, whatever. I don't want to get into that. (laughs) Here's the deal. What it did is I gave space, which told him, you know what? I trust you. I love you. I respect you. And your opinion is valid and you know me and our relationship well enough to speak up for us as a unit. And men do well in that because in that moment of that respect, as simple and stupid as water at a damn table, it is so powerful because in that moment, I am also telling that waiter, this is my man and I am here with him and I trust him and I'm back in him and I am standing by him And that is very powerful because then it allows that man to be in his masculinity, do what he does. It doesn't matter. It's water at the table. Okay. Let him have the moment. It's good. Okay. 
He tells them the waiter, tap water is just fine, and we're good with that. Great. Okay. But you know what's funny is then, guess what? He turns to me and starts initiating some conversation that is lovely and now filling my love cup up with because of a simple gesture. Now, because he's in that designated authority of leading conversation, that now is spilling over into our dynamic and our relationship. And instead of him being now caught off guard and quiet because a woman spoke up and changed the dynamic of our relationship by ordering tap water... Okay, and him now passively sitting there quiet going, okay, what's coming out of her mouth next? I don't know where to take this. I'm kind of off guard. Now he's like, okay, we're going to have, you know, tap water's fine for our table. Hey, how was your day, honey? And guess what? My cup is now getting filled by a very simple gesture of just giving space and respect. Yeah, um, I'm just going to sit over here in the corner right now. No, I'm not. Um, here's the thing I have to say about this. I'm giving you the evil eye like yes, all and hell. Yes, and you can totally give me the evil eye. And this is the problem. And uh, if we do something on dating, I swear I'm going to Dating be... is our sixth episode, uh, so stay tuned She's for not going to get a it's word in up. edgewise. Um, here's the thing. It's, uh, as a gentleman myself, it's always good to pull out a, a lady's seat, have her seated, and, and take control. But the problem is that we've come into a society, and I have nothing wrong with this, so please, feminists, do not get mad at me, that women are like, don't speak for me, don't do this, don't no, do that. that's the problem. And I agree. It's a huge problem because I was raised to be a gentleman. I, I love that, my, as you should. My I'm raising mother, my son to be that my way. My mother, and I'm raising my son to be that way as well. And my mother would not have it any open a car door. You Absolutely. know, when a lady rises from the table, you stand. Absolutely. Da, 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 all, the, all the stuff that a gentleman should do, and I think Absolutely. that should be an interesting in dating at all if you're if you're gonna date act like a gentleman but here's the thing we've come in do a thing where gender roles as you had put just a moment ago that women are like well i can speak for myself and stuff like that so in some situations that i've been in it's like i'll say if i want you know tap water whatever like no i want bottled water it's like, it's like okay then i have no problem with that but it's one of those things that that we've been accustomed for so long to a, a man will do x y and z and of course, for, for somebody like you who wants that, it fills your cup, as you just said. But there are some women out there that are that are the complete opposite of what you just said and are like, do not speak for me. Do not stuff with that. And I've been in relationships where, where a woman is like, oh, you can totally order for me. You can totally do this. You can totally take the reins. You can totally plan. You can totally do everything. And that's OK. And that's OK. But again, it's. It's part of the thing of being in a partnership and being in, in, yes. in this is that you need to know what your partner wants and what your partner needs. If you're on a first date, there's no way. Okay, in- so first date. Okay, this is a little complicated. You can't maybe get into the love and respect space like I was saying. But I'm talking about if you're actively dating someone, you're in a marriage even, or you have a fiance, or you're in with someone that you think could be your person. I really want us to lean into taking that ownership of our role in the partnership because there's a role. It doesn't matter even if you're same sex, okay? There needs to be one that's more dominant, one that's more not. And they they can ebb and flow just like the scales. I'm at 5%. I need you to get that 95. It could flip. Sometimes I maybe have to take the lead. I'm not saying this is an, a, a, a general broad stroke statement, okay? And don't confuse this with being quiet or passive. It's not that. It's allowing your partner to have respect, to speak for themselves, and even speak for you both. And that can interchange, okay? 
And a woman that always feels the need to have to shut down her man and be that fiercely independent, I'm telling you right now, that is not a healthy behavior, okay? And I've done it, and I'm telling you, it's not a healthy behavior because you will be empty in your relationship cup more than fulfilled. You have to open up space for others to fill it, okay? And it doesn't have to be your thoughts on, you know, major topics. We're not talking sex, politics, and religion here. We're talking stuff like water at the table. Do you really have to be the one to order that? You do not. Let it go, okay? It's little acts of relinquishing and opening up space to let somebody else fill it. And that's the key here. If you want to be in a partnership, what space do you have in your life for that partner to fill? If they're all filled and you can do it all, and you're filling up all those cups, then why are you looking for a partner? I mean, you've filled all those holes. You, you've, you've done it. You're independent. You got it. Why do you need somebody else? See, it doesn't make sense. So here's the deal. If you want to have a partner and you want to be in a partnership, you need to give space. Now, your space could be different from my space, could be different from Jay's space, could be different from Monique's space. That's okay. We all have different space. But at the end of the day, if you do not open up space and allow that person to come in and attempt, even attempt to fill it, they might not do it perfect when dating because they don't know you yet. Like Jay said, they don't know you prefer the bottle water versus the tap, but give them the space and the opportunity to figure that out. And it goes back to growth. It goes back to being a human. It goes back to perseverance. It goes back to ownership. They have to maybe fail a couple times with you to learn. And that also goes back to communication. So yeah, in the beginning, when you're on your first date and your dude maybe says, or your partner, if you're in the same sex, whatever, okay? If your dude goes, yeah, we'll just take, you know, house water. That's fine. And you go, you know what? I'm sorry. I actually would prefer because I really believe in water and I do too. Trust me. I love good water. I'm a water snob. Uh, shout out to Tracy Dews. I love you. Hydration podcast. You're the bomb. Um, check her out. But anyways, water is a really big deal. And if you go, you know what? I'm so sorry. I would prefer that we got the water that they have on the menu. If your partner is in that engaged relationship with you and equally invested, giving 100%, he's going to go, oh, yeah, absolutely, no problem. We'll take, and then he'll look at the waiter and he'll go, we'll take that bottle of water on the menu. And guess what? Next date, that won't ever be a thing again because he's invested, you're invested, you're in it together, okay? You're working together. But at the end of the day, I don't want you to think of it as being passive or relinquishing your self-respect. It's not that at all. It's actually very empowering to yourself by giving opportunity for others to come in and fill space. It's the best thing you could do. It's so simple, but the ripple effect is immense. Because again, if you open up that space, like I said, in your partnership to allow them to be the designated authority and whatever that may be, water at a table. I don't know why we got hooked on that, but we did. Whatever. Because you're a water snob. I'm a water snob. I am. Um, I don't care. I'll own it. I'll own my space. Okay, here's the deal. Regardless, if you let them be the designated authority in that space for a moment, they are going to reciprocate that back to you. And that ebb and flow is just going to go back. And then you're going to end up like my client from that one case study where you're in this vortex of, I give respect, I give love, 
I give respect. I give love. I get love. I give respect. I get love. I get respect. As Jay said, they go together in both female and male. Same. It doesn't matter. Everybody wants love and respect, but sometimes we have to get very back down to the nitty gritty foundational level of, am I giving my partner respect? Am I respecting them in this moment? And if you go, ooh, I don't really know, then you're not, okay? If you have to question it, then you're not. And you need to reel it in, give that space, open it up. Because if that space not open for respect, it can't be open for love and vice versa. Well, you brought up a very good point here and it, it, that a partnership is two people. It takes two to make a partnership work. And so we have, you have to, whether it be, same sex or whether it be, uh, you know, different, uh, opposite sex, you have to be willing to engage your partner Absolutely. and, and then understand that it's just not all you, that there is somebody on the other end of that, that is, that is here to make your relationship, your partnership continue to work, continue to grow, to uh, we grow P- part of being in a, in a partnership is growing. Like we talked about in our, in our last episode. You have you grow and evolve in your relationship and partnership just as much as you grow as, in, as an individual. But you have to be open to that. You have to take ownership of that. You have to be able to go, hey, I'm going to pick up. The, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to send it to voicemail. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to listen to that call. I'm going to go, hey, you know what? I'm taking ownership of this, whether it be a small fight, whether it be a disagreement, whether it be water at the table, um, <laughs> whether it be any sort of thing. Because you may not see the eye, you may see eye to eye on everything. You may see eye to eye on some things. You may not see eye to eye at all. But again, a partnership is is bringing each other together to form one union and 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 to grow together. It's work. Partnerships are work, whether in business or in personal. It's work, and you have to be willing to do the work. And yes, there are an insane amount of layers in personal partnerships more than in work relationships. We have a million and one factors that can contribute to being individual couples, Um, our stresses, our lifestyles, et cetera. I mean, there's so many things. But at the end of the day, it's really simple. We all need love and respect. And we also need to open up space to have partnerships. And if you're filling all those spaces... How is your partner ever going to be able to come in and fill any of those gaps and find their space? So if we were to adjust and make room and space and just imagine how the other would reciprocate, it could be incredible, right? I'm hopeful for that in all our relationships. I'm a forever romantic, a lover of love, like I said. In my opinion, a true love story never ends. It's literally written in a frame in my master bedroom. And partnerships are made in love and respect. So open up the space, give the respect, give the love, have fulfilling partnerships that bring you great wellness and last a lifetime. That's my wish for you all and for all of us here in studio. So there you have it. There's my ideas on ownership and partnership. Oh my goodness, it's a lot. Every two weeks we drop a new episode and our next one, I cannot believe it, yeehaw, Episode number five of ownership is going to be co-parenting. Yeehaw, for real on that one. Oh my goodness. I would like to thank my producer and friend, Mr. Jay Brown, on helping me get this ownership message out to all of you. And of course, our production manager, Anique, who keeps us sounding and looking great. 
and connect with me on Instagram at take underscore ownership or me personally at Allison Andrews Cantor. And I can't wait to connect more with you. And thank you so much for being a listener and part of our ownership community. Now, I'm going to leave you with this in the next two weeks until I talk to you again. What is one step you can take to taking ownership over your life? If you like today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, and like. Don't forget to join our community by connecting with ownership at take-ownership.com. You can buy the book, become a show supporter, join our monthly soul boardroom, and engage in free strategy coaching sessions with Allison. You can find all this and more at take-ownership.com.